Welcome to Her Story, a retelling of the biblical narratives featuring women in Scripture with Joanne Guarnieri Hagemeyer, Grace and Peace Joanne. Our holiday of Thanksgiving today is actually fashioned after the ancient Thanksgiving festival Hannah attended and that God outlined for the Hebrew people as they sojourned through the wilderness to the Promised Land. Still, like Hannah, there may be times when trying to drum up some sort of sense of gratitude seems impossible. So here are some thoughts for those times. Each story in this series was originally produced as a YouTube presentation, so links to the YouTube channel, Grace and Peace Joanne blog posts, and the books I've written are provided below. to you, we're going to talk about Thanksgiving and being thankful and stuff like that. And what's so interesting about the fact that we have a Thanksgiving and that it started out as a Christian holiday is that being thankful and Thanksgiving is at the heart of living by faith. And so we see Thanksgiving all throughout the Old and New Testament. And the scripture that I chose this morning was from 1 Thessalonians. And it says, always be joyful, pray continuously, in all things give thanks, for this is God's desire for you in Christ Jesus. Now, years ago, I read a fascinating article called How the New Science of Thank You Can Change Your Life. It's a new science. Apparently, scientific research caught up with the Bible and discovered what God had been teaching people since the days of Cain, which is practicing gratitude. That's good for us. We were actually designed to be thankful. <clears throat> this guy named Dr. Robert Emmons, he was a professor of psychology. He might still be there at UC Davis. Had to have been in California, right, that they would do this research. Anyway, UC Davis, he was able to prove in his lab that being thankful can change us for the better. He took three groups of volunteers. He gave each group one thing to concentrate on. The first group concentrated on everything that went wrong in their life, everything that irritated and aggravated them. The second group was asked to think only about situations that made their lives better. Just think about that. The third group was, was told, just think about life. Think about the events of life. Here's what they found out. When the experiment was over, the people who focused on gratitude discovered they actually felt happier. They just felt good. And in fact, it was so noticeable that the other two groups noticed. They could tell that these people were happier coming out than they had been going in. And they found 14 things. They found that we actually sleep better when we're thankful. We'll be more enthusiastic. We'll be more interested in everything. We'll be more determined. We'll be less materialistic. In other words, we're apt to find satisfaction in life even without stuff when we're thankful. We'll have more energy will actually exercise more, which might be something I need to look into, being more thankful. We'll feel more optimistic. We'll be more joyful. We'll be more resilient. When tough times come, we'll be more likely to share what we have with other people. We'll have, this is crazy, we'll have fewer headaches. We'll get fewer colds. And our immune system will be stronger. Now that's just science. Just from being thankful. That sounds crazy, but that's what they found. We'll be less envious. 
less anxious, less prone to feel blue, less distressed, less stressed, will be more active, more alert, will be more likely to help other people, will actually live longer. If you'd like to do that, just be thankful. You get to live longer. We'll have closer family ties. We'll have a deeper spirituality. And if we're willing to stick to it, if we're willing to be thankful and be grateful, we'll realize that we're actually making progress in our life. How many of you have seen that be thankful for 30 days thing on Facebook? Anybody seen that? Yeah. Have any of you got done it? Yeah. 30 things to be thankful for, but that would be like finding one thing to thank God for a day that might tie right into this. Now, we're not being thankful so that we can be healthier. That's just like a side bonus. And this came from Paul. And what was so curious to me as I was thinking about him writing this to uh, the believers in Thessalonica is that he was no stranger to pain or hardship. He knew what it was to actually be hated. Like people hated Paul. They persecuted him. He was beaten and left for dead. He did time in prison. I mean, how thankful can you be there? He dealt with chronic physical disability. He dealt with extenuating emotional distress. And on a regular basis, Paul was left holding the bag. All his coworkers, all his friends just kind of abandoned him. No, we just were tired of it, Paul. And he was left holding the bag. There was a lot about his life that I think you and I would find pretty hard to be grateful for. So, so where did he find the wherewithal to write all this down? I mean, that, that sounds crazy to me. How can we remain joyful and give thanks when the person closest to us has betrayed us? How can we do it? How do we remain joyful and thankful when we're facing an incurable disease, a degenerative disease that's going to kill us eventually, or when we live with constant pain? I mean, pain can be so obsessing that you really can't think about or feel anything else. You just feel pain. You're just suffering. What about when our hopes or our dreams are, are crushed? And it's for real. There's not going to be a resurrection here. It's done. They're gone. It's over. How are we thankful when someone closest to us is dying or when we're dying? What about when we lose something or lose someone and we wonder, how am I going to make it now? I don't think I can. What about when we're facing ruin or disaster of some kind? I mean, I think of people who are facing their house burning straight down to the ground. That happens every year in California. What happens when you lose your job and there is no other job? So we have to look at what Paul wrote a little bit more closely. He said, always be joyful, pray continuously, and all things give thanks. And, and you might be thinking, I, this is what I thought. Maybe you're thinking this. Sometimes God doesn't seem to be answering my prayers. I get a dial tone. I call up heaven and all I hear is doo. And I'm wondering, you know, what's going on? Why didn't God prevent this awful thing? I mean, he's God. He could do it. It surely isn't giving him any pleasure, this awful thing that's happening. I saw it coming. I talked to him ahead of time and he still didn't prevent it. Why doesn't God provide for me just to pay my bills? I'm working as hard as I can here. I'm doing everything I know how to do, and I'm praying every day, and there's no money. God just doesn't seem to care about that. 
Why won't God give me a friend? I am so lonely. I am nice to everybody. And here I am, still no friends. Wouldn't God give me even one? Is that too hard? Why hasn't God healed me? Or why hasn't he at least given me some relief from this suffering? I've been on my knees. I've been pleading with God in tears. I'm at my most vulnerable. And I feel like nothing's happening. So what's the point of praying continuously? It just makes me feel worse. Here's the point. When you have Jesus' spirit within you, then he's there. He's here. Our God is here with us and in us. With his comfort, his strength, his compassion, his encouragement. When you and I pray continuously, what we're doing is remembering. We're remembering that God is here with us and in us. He is experiencing this together with us, and he has available to us everything we need plus more. We remember that we're not alone, that we really can survive this. We can survive even this because God is with us. He has wisdom for this moment. He has courage and wherewithal for what we're experiencing. Now, sometimes I think you and I don't ask the right questions when we're praying. We're not looking for the answers that God is giving. He is speaking. He is answering. It's just not what I'm willing to hear. Part of the reason is that I think sometimes we as Americans look at prayer in sort of a distorted way. Everything around us is all about consumers. Interestingly, the consumer is always right in America. So when we come up with what we think is the good thing or the right thing to do, and we send that up to the Lord, deep down inside, I think we're thinking the consumer is always right. It's no big deal to God. He could do this. I have a headache. I could use an aspirin. When God doesn't deliver, it feels like rejection, doesn't it? It does in every other aspect of our life. When someone doesn't deliver something we know they have to give. It can feel like that from the Lord. What we need to remember, what I need to remember in those moments when I'm feeling rejected, is that God has my ultimate good in mind. He has eternal good in mind, and he has his glory in mind. So every prayer is weighed against greater good, the greatest good, and his glory. So what can we pray then? We're in the slew of despond. What can we pray? In a spirit of joyfulness, in a spirit of thanksgiving, when everything is going up in flames. Underneath this is this idea of what does it mean to be always joyful? Can we cry? Can we be angry? Is that okay? Can we be afraid? Or is that like not Christian? And I think what we can thank God is, is thank you for being with me. Thank you for your spirit who gives me strength for this moment. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your love, especially when I've got none left. Thank you that you have some to spare for me. Thank you for giving my life meaning. Thank you for giving all life meaning. Thank you for giving me the capacity to feel sad. That's huge. 
if you don't know how to feel sad, you don't know how to feel happy either. Thank you for the capacity to feel anger because I recognize what justice is. Thank you for the capacity to feel afraid. That keeps me safe. Thank you that I can experience these things with you. Thank you for the signs of your love everywhere. There's beauty everywhere. Thank you for hiding beauty in some of the bleakest places. Thank you for being you. And thank you, God, for making me me. It gave you great pleasure. And I'm so thankful that you are you and I am me. Amen. Coming up next is a bonus first episode in Season 4, The Birth of Christ, contemplating the candle of joy in the traditional Advent wreath.